Hi, I'm Jennifer Isabella. And I'm Keith Johnston. You're a co-host for Forrester's podcast, What It Means, where we explore the latest market dynamics impacting executives and their customers. Today, we're joined by VP and Principal Analyst Jay Patasol to discuss how AI will upend digital marketing, including the death of the digital agency. Welcome, Jay. Hello. Thanks for having me. So Jay, we're going to hone in on the whole idea of a digital agency. And what's so interesting is we'll get to your prediction is that for two decades, the word digital has been a point of differentiation. Digital agency meant something different, something emerging. Um, But we've seen a lot of mergers. We've seen digital agencies merge with what was perceived as a traditional agencies. Um, logos and names mushed together to keep those identity. But now we're in this point where we're literally, we're merging these agencies fully, even in their brand identity. And uh, the digital ones seem to be winning. Yet, uh, you're made the call in the predictions this year is that, you know, the basically the digital agency is going to be ripped out of the landscape in 2024. Can you give us some more insight behind how you came to that conclusion? Sure. Um, the digital agency, which are the, the companies that are the providers that help create and build and activate digital advertising or digital marketing uh, or digital media, um, these have been really sought after businesses. They're red hot in the uh, uh, for years and years and years in the in the agency sector. And what was driving that was their ability to produce leads and then convert those leads over in, into sales. And it was highly measurable. And all of that is still the case. But the expertise and the skills that were inside the digital agencies are more or less table stakes now for for marketing, and are widely available. Um, and it's had an impact on how the digital agencies go to market, um, where, where you find these skills and what in which companies you would find these skills. Um, and, and it really comes down to a shift in, um, in the types of providers that CMOs can go to f- to generate leads and convert leads um, into sales. And the culprits here, Keith, are the... The, the disruptive technologies like, like generative AI um, and other forms of AI. But it, it's also the fact that all marketing channels are digital or, or most of them are, are, are digital. And, and that as a, as, a, as a specific set of channels for which we need a specific set of providers and a specific set of skills to address those channels um, is no longer the case when all, all touch points are ubiquitously digital. And the last point, as you were referencing, is the consolidation in the marketplace within um, the advertising provider marketplace um, for a lot of financial reasons. And combined, these three things come together and they create a landscape where the term digital agency isn't quite as distinguishing and meaningful as it used to be. Now, to be perfectly clear, the death of the digital agency is it's really more about the shift of the digital agency and the shift of digital skills and yeah maybe the disappearance of that term of that label digital agency because we're going to see these same skills and expertise expertises widely available in all agency types in many agency types media agencies creative agencies and integrated global agencies not just 
a digital specialist. I completely agree with the whole idea that everything is digital. Uh, but what's what really interesting right now is that even though digital is kind of just permeating everything from out of home to the way we've consumed magazines and ads and streaming and all that stuff, I want to get to a point that you're making there is that the digital agency was still relevant up until this point because of the kind of talent that they had. It wasn't the fact that we've already blown through all the channels and digitized all of them, but it's the kind of talent. So are you saying that we don't need the word digital anymore because all that talent that was so coveted inside the digital agency is just in all agencies? That's that's part of it, but the other aspect is the is the disruptive technologies that we were discussing. Um, let's take AI and generative AI. The presence of a large language model takes these highly specialized skills that were once, you know, occupied by data analysts or data scientists, um, search professionals or engineers, uh, so on. And these are readily accessible, this information and these skills and the answers are readily accessible in the form of chatbots that you, that you find from large language models. And I'll give you an example. We hear a story about a performance media team that was getting a request from their client for a very specific type of report on the performance of a campaign. And in order to fulfill this request, what normally would have happened is the team would have sent off a request to their engineering team inside the agency to code this solution for a new report into Python and, uh, and, and generate this report. And the process of which would have, would have gone you know, from the performance team to engineering and coding um, they would have developed the solution, QA'd the solution, tested it, sent it back, and then gotten it to, a, to the client two to three weeks after the initial request. Well, instead, what this performance team did was ask ChatGPT for the, for the Python code to run the report. And ChatGPT provided a series of code instructions for Python. They sent the code to their engineering group to verify that it was correct and to test that it was correct which they did and sent it back to the performance team that passed it on to, to the, in the form of the report to the client in about two days time. And so that specialization that was, that was the talent that you're talking about, it's not, it's not as prevalent or as needed when uh, confronting uh, disruptive technologies like generative AI. It's not, as high, it's not as highly in demand and it's more readily accessible inside not only digital agencies, but all others, media, creative, and so on. And so th that's, that's one of the examples of, of how the technology has democratized some of those specialized skills and made it widely available and widely accessible inside other agencies. So those skills that you're referring to that the engineering team has that you're waiting, you know, weeks for work to get done used to be in very high demand or are still in high demand today. Are you seeing then like a, a shift in the priority of certain skill sets? And I'm thinking, you know, maybe those engineering skills are less in demand because they're more democratized, but creative storytelling 
those piece parts, what's generative AI's impact there? Is it democratizing those skill sets or does it make those skill sets more important? Yeah, great point. There, there are elements of, of, of the technology that are great at replicating um, tasks and part of the, and parts, and parts of specialized jobs. You know, coding, coding is a good example, right? Um, another example could be um, in, uh, you know, a data analytics example in which uh, a large language model can very quickly assemble and summarize data um, uh, faster than a human could. But there are tasks that technology is not able to replicate and not able to, to replace or, or not able to speed up. Critical thought is 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 one of those. Creativity or originality is another one of those. Um, in fact, some of our research from this past summer quantified that originality as a job characteristic is the most difficult uh, skill for generative AI to replace. You know, or put another way. You, you, you can't use AI technology to, to replace creativity um, because those things are uniquely human, um, whereas the, the authoring of code uh, is something that a machine can do um, uh, faster and more efficiently uh, than people at times. So there becomes kind of a, a, a division when it comes to talent um, between jobs that are uniquely and appropriately human and jobs that are better suited by uh, by technology. And as that relates to, you know, to the digital agency, it used to be that that was only that specialization was only found inside inside digital agencies. The technology has democratized it and and placed it, you know, widely available in, in other types of companies now. So, Jay, we started talking about the consolidation of agencies, digital everywhere. We keep talking about technology, um, but you're saying that there's plenty of room for creatives to thrive in this environment. Is there actually less creative jobs as a result of all of this? Is there more? What are you seeing? So to answer your question, there are going to be more creative jobs and skills needed in the future. And, uh, and, and fewer skills that are about repeatable uh, work, uh, like administrative work, um, uh, as, as an example. So we see this division um, in, in the advertising and marketing industry, where certain jobs will grow as a result of AI technology, whereas others will, will, will shrink and go away. I'll give you an example. Creative uh, a copywriter versus a technical writer. A copywriter is asked to synthesize ideas and communicate them in in a way that's that that's very human and uh, can engage and uh, engage the intention of of customers and and audiences. A technical writer is asked to take a lot of detail and summarize that in a clear and concise way. The copywriter, that job is much more difficult for a large language model to replicate or, or automate, whereas summarizing data in a clear and concise way is a very good role for, for a machine. So the, the two types of writing are, are an example of this phenomenon that we're talking about. 
Jay, that makes me think that uh, AI isn't only affecting jobs, but it's actually affecting the way agencies are operating. Talk to me about that, because if all things are digital, we're merging all this stuff, the jobs are changing, then you know clearly the workflow is changing too. Yes, that's true. And the digital agency is a good example of this because we see the trajectory of the, the digital agency going in two different directions. And it's based upon these changes in, um, in workflow. One direction is that digital agencies turn into more integrated end-to-end uh, entities, um, integrated agencies. A good example of this uh, from a recent merger is VML YNR merging with Wonderman Thompson. Now, Wonderman Thompson was a, a very specialized digital agency, and they joined VML that offers not only digital marketing, but also advertising and creative marketing and commerce execution and CX and media. Uh, and, and here is an example of an entity that is that is growing and putting together more of an end, uh, a more complete end-to-end offering so that they can impact all of the touch points digital across the customer journey, no matter where it is. In advertising, when you're trying to promote products, in commerce, while you're trying to sell products, and in CRM and CX on the back end of the purchase, where you're trying to encourage uh, more engagement. And so there, here's a company that can do all of it. But in contrast, there are other agencies that will uh, shrink into more kind of specialized entities and 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 offer specialized services that are 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 still in demand an example of this would be merkel merkel used to be that end-to-end integrated entity that i was describing but its parent company dentsu made the strategic decision to move elements of create of its creative offering and elements of its media offering into other divisions into creative and media corners if you will of the company um, and allowed Merkel to focus on its identity resolution, data analytics, and commerce business because they're so tightly connected. And Merkel now is is a very a, a very highly specialized, competent commerce uh, and 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 data analytics uh, company. And those two stories really represent the the trajectory of of where we see digital agencies going. And this is all in reaction to the change in, in workflow and what how how technology and specifically AI technology is facilitating the workflow inside these organizations. So are you seeing that marketing executives are taking a step back and doing more agency reviews because I mean part of this is them potentially driving this change, but also taking a step back and saying like, what do we really need? What are the capabilities that we need to supplement our, you know, in-house teams as an example? Great question, Jen, because yeah, what's, what's behind some of the consolidation, you know, um, and, and uh, that, you know, there are economic reasons for it, but far and above the, the, the more pressing reasons are client needs. Uh, and, and client demands. And what marketers are looking for are easier to manage, uh, more straightforward relationships, um, which often means fewer relationships um, and less complexity uh, to manage as a, uh, as, a, as a marketing professional. They're also looking for solutions that are 
more integrated and connected together um, so that they are not uh, left with the responsibility of, of, of trying to get separate partners to integrate, you know, separate partners under different ownership, under separate P&Ls to integrate their, their solutions together, um, but, but rather have um, a provider that can, that can do that on the back end. They can use some of the same insights, operate under the same objectives, and have the same uh, assets and resources and technology available to them to execute. In one sense, you know, basically the marketer is getting everything that he or she wants. Uh, but in another sense, uh, losing these labels like digital and performance and you know, having specialty media firms and all that thing, it seems like it's going to be harder to choose an agency because uh, those labels kind of like put them in certain buckets. So you knew what you're asking of them. Uh, but you're just saying that every agency is are going to be all the things at this point, aren't you? Well, things move at different speeds and different rates. You know, there's some or marketing organizations that are uh, more unified and reflect the needs that I was talking about a moment ago, where they're they're looking for more streamlined relationships and more interconnected solutions. But there are other marketing organizations that are still siloed, and they have different leaders with different budgets. Um, and different leaders with different budgets and different objectives sometimes will want their own solution provider. So sometimes it depends upon you know, the situation, situation to situation. But the trend appears to be that the marketing budget is increasingly becoming a single budget and that each team or each silo inside the organization is having to pitch for that budget. So the brand team is making a pitch for how they can uh, uh, generate ROI using using the dollars, whereas the performance team is making a, a different pitch for the same some of the same resources. And uh, so it's a it's a bit uneven, but I think overall the trend is moving in this direction. And there are you know just a number of examples of of companies either moving to uh, you know a specialist positioning, you know, from digital agencies moving to a specialist positioning or digital agencies that are offering broader capabilities. For example, I gave you uh, Merkel as an example of a, of a company that was becoming more specialized. Another one is Huge. You know, Huge is a digital agency inside of uh, IPG. Um, they used to be, uh, you know, offer an array of, of digital services, but, but as of late, they've been really focusing on commerce, uh, CX, and marketing transformation. And so they're offering and their positioning is becoming a bit more focused. Whereas, you know, I also uh, mentioned VML um, and, and, and their merge with Wonderman Thompson, but there's also Dept, um, uh, the Amsterdam-based uh, digital agency that's been buying creative and media and, and digital agencies in Europe, in the US and in Asia to uh, expand their footprint um, and expand their offering to put together again, a more end-to-end -end, uh, set of services to be able to serve their clients that way. So the trend is moving in that direction. Um, and we see it ramping up in, in 2024. So I was going to ask you if there is the perfect agency, but it sounds like there's not. They're all just moving to their mark uh, where they can make the most impact. So I'm going to go in a different direction. We've been talking a lot about AI and Gen AI um, you mentioned that there's going to be a tremendous amount of reviews, uh, this year. Should 
should AI as an extension of all the talent or the use of AI within the agency on behalf of the client, is that going to be a criteria that we're going to be evaluating in these agency reviews? Yeah, most definitely. Um, the the client organizations are are being encouraged to, to to ask more questions, and I think just by circumstance, when you when you've got a new technology that an emerging technology that's being uh, introduced, there's a lot of education that needs to happen. There can be confusion in the marketplace. There could be complexity in adopting the technology, and all of those things are fulcrums, if you will, for new business. An example would be the ANA's uh, update to their media buying MSA template that came out just this past summer. There were several updates for that template that the ANA provides its corporate marketing members. But one of the provisions in it and and one of the updates was a recommendation that their agencies seek prior consent before using AI in any media execution. The problem with that is that media has been optimized by AI now for the better part of a decade. And so what's really going on there is this is a, a mechanism to, 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 to get marketers to ask more questions about AI and to, and to better understand how it's being used uh, in their business, media and beyond. And asking those types of questions will naturally lead to more investigation um, and further questions and could eventually lead to more reviews. So the place that we are in the industry with, uh, with AI and generative AI are, are going to lead to a situation where marketers are looking for r- the right solutions. They're looking for the right partners to, to match the need that they have, you know, this moment. And, and that will, that will lead to more, uh, that'll lead to account reviews, um, or, or project reviews. So much in the way that that data capabilities was a table stakes uh, for new business, you know, two and three years ago, um, generative AI, I think, will become the new table stakes for new business. It's it's something that that providers will need to demonstrate some competency in um, in the early rounds of uh, of uh, of pitches and. Um, Depending upon their their examples and their skills and their competency, they they will or won't move forward. I like it. So really, uh, going back to your call, your prediction that the digital agency goes out of the landscape. Really, this is almost like a moment in time where we've run the course of the label. It's nowhere differentiation. The reality is that that AI and like you said, it's been used in media for a long time. And now Gen AI is just going to be so pervasive that the whole market really needs to move to this moment. Therefore, there's no need for the label. Nicely put. The label, the label is, uh, is, is, is now a generic label because everything is digital and technology moves us to the moment of creating end-to-end solutions. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that, Jay. Thanks for killing off one more segment of agencies. My pleasure, Keith. As you know, I live to kill off segments of agencies. Thanks for joining us, Jay. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to Forrester's What It Means podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast player. To continue the conversation, follow Forrester on Twitter, 
Instagram, and LinkedIn, or drop us a note at podcast at Thanks for listening.